0: Hey, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown Podcast. I'm Julie. Some of you know me as Dry Mountain Mama, and I'm here with Steve Kay to bring you Sobertown's Rewired Podcast. We're diving into the book Rewired by Erica Spiegelman and learning how it can completely change the way we think and help us create a life so full that there's no space left for alcohol. Before we get started, I want to invite you to visit SobertownPodcast.com where you will find all of the podcast episodes and tons of recovery-related resources. You'll find tools like Todd's blog, which includes his sobriety toolbox, filled with great ideas for handling cravings, reframing difficult thoughts, dealing with drinking situations, and everything else you need to tackle sobriety. We also want to give a shout-out to the I Am Sober app and the community there where many of us met and have found our tribe, creating the foundation for successful recovery. If you haven't yet, do go download the I Am Sober app and come join us there.
1: Hi, I'd like to welcome a good friend from the IAS community, Dad Life. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks for
2: having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. Uh, yeah, as he said, I'm, I'm Dad Life uh, on the I Am Sober app. Uh, I'm a 41 year old married father of one. Uh, yesterday, I was 22 months sober. Um, you know, I live in Pennsylvania, and we, uh, you know, we're we're just trying to get through a day with you know dealing with COVID and everything, just all these other things. Just trying to stay sober, make sure I get to meetings and take care of my life here. And the, this platform, this you know, these podcasts, you know, whether it's Sober Town, whether it's this. These things are just such a, you know, a great outlet for people who are trying to decide if they want to get into a group or if they, you know, or however they want to get sober, do they need to get sober? And, you know, listening to this, hopefully people will hear other people whose stories are like theirs. And um, I know that in my early sobriety, I listened to a lot of different podcasts and, uh and- it was really nice to hear because early on in sobriety for me, you know, going to meetings, everybody else had 10 years, 12 years, 18 years of sobriety. And that was well and good. And it was inspiring and everything else. But it was also nice to get to hear people who had two weeks of sobriety, who had 30 days, somebody who had 90 days, something like that, something a little closer, you know, somebody who was really, really struggling just to make each hour, let alone get through the whole day.
1: It's like somebody kind of so, in the same spot as you, right? Kind of somebody you can follow along with. I know I've, I, I can relate to that too with my same experience there, Dan, as you know, you're kind of, you have all of that experience around, like you said, it's really inspiring. And then it's like, well, who else is like me? I know they were all like me at one time, but like, it's kind of nice to have a conversation with somebody that is in that, in that same spot as you, eh?
2: Absolutely. And yes. And somebody who, you know, wasn't there decades ago on top of that. Um, Yeah. Not that I didn't learn a lot from their experience. I don't, I don't mean to take away from all that they did for me, but at the same time, you know, they, they didn't have trouble sleeping at night. They didn't have shakes. They didn't, have these you know emotional outbursts where they you know would cry for no reason just in you know the middle of the day just because of whatever happened you know because you know during withdrawal time uh it was really hard for me to just keep keep it together just for a few minutes
3: yeah sometimes it's really hard to find stories that are from early sobriety most people aren't ready to talk about it because it's so hard and so it's can be hard to find people to relate to so i'm really glad that you're here and you've experienced it recently enough that you still remember how how brutal some of that is and and what this journey looks like when it first starts so thank you for your willingness to to share and and be someone everybody can relate to it means a lot
2: uh, i'm always willing to come on and share and you know it's it's good for other people to hear it and it's good for me to talk about it you know, it, it's, it's like anything else. And, it, you know, when, if, you know, if I remember these moments and if I keep them close to me, then I'm more liable to remember what that felt like. And that's one other thing that will help me stay sober. Cause I remember what early sobriety is like, and I don't want to go there again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we're here today talking about rewired and, um, and you wanted to come and talk about gratitude, which is one of the the chapters in the book. So we know gratitude is an integral part of success and sobriety. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what role gratitude plays in your life and and in your recovery journey?
2: When when I got sober, I, I had absolutely no concept of of gratitude. The uh, gratitude was was something that just. I, I couldn't let myself see it. I couldn't let myself feel it. I didn't appreciate anything. I did well. I didn't appreciate anything that was around me. All I could see was how miserable I was all the time at that point, how much I didn't want to drink and how much I didn't want to drink. And I said, I don't want to drink while I'm pouring myself a drink. And, you know, and I, all, you know, all but sit downstairs and just feel miserable all night while I sat there and drank myself until I passed out. And, you know, it was just this awful place to be. And uh, in early sobriety, my sponsors said, "You need to make a a, a a um You need to make a list. You need to make a gratitude list." And I was like, "Well, that's stupid. Why would I want to do that?" But you know, absolutely. Over the course of time, and this is where uh, rewired comes in. The more often I make those gratitude lists, the more often I default to the things that I feel good about and the things that I'm grateful for. Um, and I love when people put their gratitude lists on the app, because it reminds me that it doesn't have to be the big things. I don't have to sit there every morning and think I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for sobriety. I can think I'm grateful that I have the ability to put breakfast on the table this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, grateful that I have clean water to drink. I'm grateful for anything that we might take for granted on a daily basis. And just keep that in the forefront of my mind, and it's it's like anything else. If you know, if, if you look, if you if you if you're thinking about a blue car, you're going to see blue cars all over the place. And if you're if you're of a mindset to be grateful for you things, you're going to find the things that you're grateful for everywhere you look. And and for me, when I stop making those gratitude lists, that is one sign that I'm sliding backwards, and uh, you know, and my mindset is sliding backwards but when when i do that every day you know i get my daughter off to school and i go upstairs i sit down in my office and i write down five things and then i can get started with work but before i write down those if i if i skip that that is probably not a good thing for me cuz if i skip it today i might say well then to hell with it tomorrow and then
1: you're giving you know, yourself
2: the you're right. Permission to not do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you know, in that, in that same way, that rewi- it's rewiring all over
1: again. And I'm now I'm giving myself permission to stop thinking it. I like how you threw rewiring all over again. And, and you know, that permission to s- stop doing that. When did you start doing gratitude lists in, in your sobriety? Like, when did you say, okay, today, this is what I'm going to do. You know, my
2: sponsor had me start, like I said, early on, had me start doing them, and um, and so I did it to um, to just go along with him. I d- I didn't think it was necessary. I thought it was sort of ridiculous, but I, it was sort of a if I'm not going to listen to this guy, then maybe I should just you know cut ties with him now. So I you know I went ahead and just did it. Um, and I think before I read the book Rewired, I think to some degree I did it on autopilot. I I. You know, in a hypothetical sense, I saw why it was important, but I didn't really put in words in my head exactly why and how that was just so important. And, you know, how that really refocuses my mind to find the things in life that I really want to find. You know, if I look for misery, I'm sure to find that just as sure as I'm likely to find the things that I'm happy about and the things that I'm grateful for. And I think that's generally a struggle for those of us in recovery to keep on that path. Because at least for me, my default setting is to find the things about myself I hate the most. It's to Mm -hmm. find the things in the world that I hate the most. And it is to focus in on every little outrage and every little thing that makes me angry and to go off and attack it and fight back, fight back. And the the thing about gratitude is is that when that surrounds me enough, it becomes much easier to sit down and, and let the awful things that happen in the world just kind of wash over me and it makes it easier not to fight because i'm fighting now with things that can't be beaten because they are life bad things happen in life and it just has to be accepted and it has to be dealt with in the right way and the right way sometimes is to realize that you know the whole cliche of being comfortable being uncomfortable um and just letting it happen and it's- you know, that's kind of what I think they mean when they talk about serenity.
3: Mm. I know she talks about, um, in the book, gratitude is a really good tool for overcoming negative emotions. So one of the things that I think everybody struggles with, especially early on, is, I mean, we all used alcohol to cope, right? So when we were feeling something that was hard to feel, we would just numb it. And one of the hardest things to learn when we first quit drinking and even the first year or two years is how to deal with all those negative emotions. And she talks about using gratitude to overcome some of those. And she gives some different examples like discontentment and and low self-worth, um, bitterness, anger, fear. And those are all things that we can use gratitude to overcome. Can you think of any examples to share where you've used gratitude to overcome something like that? Can you give any any life experience on that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I really, um, I really was much more of an angry person uh, in my drinking days. And uh, one of the more interesting things is, I, I think, and I was thinking about this when you said uh, fear and anger. Uh, one of the interesting things I learned in therapy, as I've gotten sober, is that anger is not an emotion you know, anger is a response to an emotion, usually fear. And so, you know, if, if I can keep myself making the gratitude list and I can keep myself focused on the things that I'm grateful for, yes, I'm still likely to spin out and lose control. And, um, I, I think I've spoken in meetings, um, that, uh, there was a a guy from the local government who came to the house and he was very disrespectful. He was rude. And, and I ran on out there and I, lost my temper and I lost my mind and I shouted at the guy for a while and completely you know was a a big jerk not that I wasn't somewhat justified in it but at the same time you know that that's just not the kind of person I want to be and so I you know I I I stormed back upstairs and I you know stewed on it for about 2 hours and then I started to get past it and I started to come back and start thinking you know, about, I really did a good job when I was doing this writing assignment earlier. That that, that really came out exactly the way I wanted it to. And, and, and in that moment, that's that's kind of what brought me into this thing, thinking that and when I was drinking, I would never, to this day, I still wouldn't be over that. I would still be sitting here thinking about how I could get even with that guy, how I could plot my revenge, you know, whatever that means. And You know, the fact that it took me only two hours to, you know, get myself back to reality and to then actually praise myself for something that really, that really meant a lot. That really meant something to come back to that. And, um, you know, and I really, it took me, it took me some time to really appreciate how quickly I came back from that and to really reflect on the moment. Uh, in fact I think it was really the next day before I, I realized how short of a time I spent on that before I was able to redirect and move on from it but at this you know when, when I when I really took some time and it actually washed over me I was like you know that's actually okay isn't it you know yes maybe I did maybe I didn't act the way I hoped I would but at the same time I I think that this is what progress is and Progress is the name. That that is what recovery is. Is, is progress, and you know, in uh, I got sober in AA also, and that's something we say all the time: progress and not perfection. So that's uh, you know, perfectionism is something that I do struggle with, and so that's something I have to keep reminding myself of as well, and to be grateful, and to say, look, you know, I I screwed up today. I made a mistake on whatever I was doing, but I'm really grateful that I did that because now. I have a memory of this. And now I realize, and next time I come into this situation, that moment's going to be sitting there in my mind. I just taught myself a valuable life lesson. You know, maybe I could have learned it earlier in life, but that's not, that wasn't my
1: course. <laughs> Interesting how you find yourself in those situations. And then, like you said, you kind of, you redirected yourself and then you, you sleep on it after, and then you wake up the next day. And then you, it, it's like, you, it all got processed. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Everything's kind of, I actually did that. I, I was actually able to redirect myself and okay. Yeah. Maybe I acted inappropriately and that sort of thing. And I can work on that. I can work on that reaction. I can, you know, that's the next redirection as opposed to like you, you like you were saying, you know, hanging on to it for months or days or, you know, weeks plotting your revenge against the guy. Uh, it's uh that's your progress or,
3: and once you do it once and you realize what you did, then it makes it easier to do it the next time and the next time until it becomes almost natural instead of something you have to work so hard at, right?
2: Absolutely. And, it, it, you know, the awareness of, of where I am and the awareness of, well, this, this really didn't represent who I want to be. This didn't represent how I want to see myself. It didn't represent how I want my wife to see me. It didn't represent how I like my daughter to see me. And so, okay, let's let's bring that back to the front of the mind and let's say, okay, how am I going to, you know, keep myself aware and, and look at that and realize that I, I wasn't angry. I was fearful. And I responded here with that anger. So, you know, um, let's go ahead and let's take a minute. And let's. Focus on that moment and say, "Look, that moment turned out to be a, a great thing because I—I I doubt that I'll react so harshly again because I'm ready to catch myself this time."
3: It's just an increased self-awareness, I think. Every time you notice something like that, so if we go back to where you were talking about giving yourself credit, I think that's something we all tend to beat ourselves up, and I think people who have addiction problems do that maybe even more than everyone else. Um, And in the book, she gives some suggestions for different gratitude practices, ways that you can incorporate that into your life. And it sounds like you have something you do every day. One of the things she talks about is the celebrating me practice, which is essentially focusing on the things about yourself that you're grateful for. Um, And I know for me, that's hard. I can look at other people and see all of the wonderful things and I can be grateful for all of the other things, you know, that other people are to me, but it's hard for me to, to see myself and give myself credit for things. Do you find that you do that? Do you struggle with it?
2: Absolutely. And even after that incident, you know, for a little while that day, it was like, what's wrong with me? Have I made any progress at all? I mean, what was the point? Why did I even get sober if I'm still going to be this guy when it comes right down to it? And, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's a thing that any, anytime I find any little piece of myself, I, that I'm not happy with, I don't like, I start into that cycle just a little bit of why did I even bother? Who cares? No, none of it matters anyway. It's all, it's all just, you know, bull, nobody, you know, I'm not actually different. I'm not actually really emotionally sober, am I? You know, but that's really the addict voice talking, trying to find a way to justify me back to a drink. And, you know, the truth is, if I hadn't made progress, I wouldn't have had those thoughts because when I was drinking, I didn't care about how negative I was. I was about to get drunk anyway. So, but uh, we we talked before the, uh, before we got started about, um, you know, the fact that I did the rewired program with Erica. And one of the things that she really brought up was, um, was to, to, you know, thank myself and, you know, for, for those things. And that, that was just one of those, Those times. And so now I try to sit here and go, okay, you know, eh, thanks for cleaning the kitchen. You did a great job with that. That was really great. And, you know, you talk about rewiring and reminding yourself that you're a decent person and that you do good things. Focus on the little things. I mean, there's nothing super cool about cleaning the, the kitchen or the bathrooms or mopping the floors, but it all has to get done. So, you know, why not tell yourself you did a great job for doing it? And so now when I do these things, hey, you know, you did a good job with your daughter putting up the Christmas tree. You did, um, you know, thank you for doing that. You know, that that's really great. You know, uh, there there's no way my father would have ever put up a Christmas tree with me. You know, so, you know, th- there is, I mean, I guess that's setting the bar kind of low, but <laughs> but at the same time, you know, just say hey you know good job making lunch you know a healthy lunch today good job doing any particular thing and just keep focusing on that and not you know and and then it it keeps me at least from focusing on everything i do wrong
3: yeah i think there's something to be said for for acknowledging all of the great things about yourself and i know how hard it is um, i think when we start out we all are in this place of kind of like hopelessness or or feelings of worthlessness. And Definitely. to stop and appreciate what you're doing to have gratitude for all of the things that, that you are and the gifts that you have. Um, she kind of talks about becoming aware of your own power. You know, you go from powerless and, and helpless and worthless to realizing how much power you really do have. And I think at that point, gratitude can become an action that you take out into the world, you recognize your gifts and your strengths, and then you're able to start helping others and serving others. And I know that's something that's been really important to you, hasn't it?
2: Absolutely. And the one thing that I'm always very, very aware of in sobriety is that in those early days, somebody reached their hand out. You know, my AA sponsor did that. And I remember what day three, you know, um, uh, Amy from the app, you know, reached out to me and, you know, she kept me moving in the right direction when I was at a point when I was worried that maybe I wouldn't, um, you know, uh, and that really, that, that, those are things that just do mean a lot to me. And, and it's important to me that somebody did that. And that really led me to where I'm at today, which is approaching two years without a drink. And that is something I could never have dreamed of. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is very, very important to me to reach out to the person in early sobriety and say, hey, look, you know, you're not alone. I know you feel alone. I felt alone. But the fact that you're here means that you don't ever have to feel alone again. Keep reaching out. Keep coming back. Even if you drink, nobody here will judge you for it. We, we want you to come back. We want you. To, we want to see you get sober. And we know that you want that, too.
3: Yeah, I've noticed that, and this is a strange thing to say, but I think at some point, there's a mind shift that happens where you're actually grateful for all of the trauma and all of the struggle that you've been through, mm-hmm. because it changes not only your perception of your life and the way that you see everything going forward, but it also gives you the opportunity to, to kind of share that trauma or share that struggle with someone else. help kind of you know light their path going forward too but there's there's a lot to be said for being grateful for the really hard stuff that it sounds it sounds ironic it sounds impossible but I I know I'm really grateful for some of the things that I went through because it's given me a life I don't think I would have otherwise
2: yeah um You know, I mean, I I really feel like I went uh, through parts of life uh, completely on autopilot and, you know, just trying to smile my way through moments that I I didn't feel. And it, um, you know, uh, I I tell people, you know, that at about the 90 day mark, I had sort of what I think of as like an emotional implosion where everything I ever, uh, you know, really buried with alcohol uh, came to the surface and now. There was the real test. Am I going to continue to to bury this and start drinking again, or am I going to start to deal with these things one thing, one minute, one day at a time and uh, and find a way not to have to hold them anymore? And that's really the hardest thing is that you know these are angers, these are resentments, these are fears that you know, uh, I'd held on to for years. I was thirty nine when I got sober. And I've been holding on to a lot of these things since I was a child, you know, uh, you know, holding these things, these angers, these fears, these resentments, th- these were all, but part of my DNA at this point. You mm-hmm. I, you know, I identified who I was with having them. They were just as part a much a part of me as, you know, hair and eyes and everything else. So, um, You know, just admitting that I didn't have to hold them anymore just felt so wrong. It felt so out of place. But getting to a point when I didn't have to hold those things so close and so guarded and have to, you know, fight myself all the time not to feel them, it became a very freeing thing that I can go through the day and not have to have to hold that anymore anymore it really does mean a lot. And, uh, definitely to, to the people in, in early sobriety, keep believing and keep believing that there's that light at the end of the tunnel. Cause it's hard in the early days, but you will get through those hard days and you will find the life that you dream of. Um, you know, the work is never done. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I always figured if I could, you know, do the 12 steps that, uh, that I would be fine after that. And,
3: not so much huh
2: no you know i i i learned that i you know i still had to pay taxes and i still have to deal with emotional (laughs) issues
1: um so the things that are guaranteed in life eh right
2: (laughs) so it it uh it it is possible though and it, it it it's possible to go through the days and the weeks without being miserable all the time
3: I think that's where the gratitude comes in where there's just a a flip a switch that flips that you go from being angry that you had to quit drinking being angry that you have a problem with alcohol being angry that you're having to deal with all of this and something happens and it seems like the people who are past the white knuckling phase who are really thriving those are the ones that can can change their mindset to i'm grateful that i've had this experience i'm grateful that i've learned all of this about myself i'm grateful that i've had the strength to do this and you just see so much more potential and opportunity and freedom and it just because life becomes really exciting i think maybe in a way that it wouldn't have or that it, that it's not for some people who don't have a problem with addiction. I think we just, you know, once you become free of that, there's just so much good out there that we can be grateful for. Um, and I wish I could hand that to every person who's struggling.
1: No and sh-
3: because there's no way to, to tell somebody, just be grateful for this. But but at some point it happens and everything just becomes so good after that. Like it be sobriety at some point, I think becomes a joy to some extent, not easy, but something to be happy about and grateful for.
1: Almost like that's when the engine starts. As soon as that switch flips, right? it's like you're sitting in the car and you're waiting to turn it on. And that's the white knuckling part portion of it. And until you, you it's <laughs> it, right. And then it, you, you haven't yeah. driven anywhere yet. You haven't moved the only thing you've done is you haven't had a drink yet and then and then and then then you turn the switch on you turn on the car the engine goes and you're like ha huh, wait a second i'm moving this is awesome this is way better than it was before like i'm going places now like it's just it's amazing once that switch does flip and you do feel grateful for all of the things you've been through because everything seems a lot lighter everything gets a lot brighter after that yeah
2: and You know, you talk about finding that bottom moment, that moment when you realize you can't go on like this. And, you know, that's definitely a moment for all of us that I think we felt really guilty. At least I did, you know, about it for a long time. And then after a while, it's like, boy, wasn't that the best thing that ever happened to me? Because I would have never been willing to listen that I needed help with drinking if I hadn't gotten to that point. You know, I had I, I had to get to that point when I saw there was no other way. I wasn't going to moderate. I wasn't going to figure out on my own how to stop drinking. I needed a program. I needed a, a list of rules and a little some steps and some help and other people who understood me. And that's absolutely, you know, what I have found in the world of sobriety and this, you know, particularly on the I Am Sober app too, that, uh, you know, there's so many people there just like me who have gone through these same situations and that are are doing it with young children in the house and are you know you know the same age as me and everything else and so there's a whole there's a lot of bonding that comes with that and a lot of ability to talk to each other and say hey look this is where I'm at today and you know Mm -hmm. boy you know and you know (laughs) It's funny. Usually I would have told you I hate things like these cliches and these things that you hear a lot, but when somebody says, I've never been sorry for a day I I spent sober, but I've sure been sorry for a day I drank, Mm -hmm. you know, that would have been something that would have driven me up the wall before. But you know, that is a a statement that I use all the damn time now. And I say it to people all the time. You know, keep coming back. It works if you work it. And And I've never been sorry for a day I spent sober. For sure. All
1: right, Dan, I want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight. I mean, sharing us uh, your experience with gratitude and and rewired and even through AA, um, you know, thanking yourself, focusing on the little things, redirecting your focus so you can change that mindset. Uh, Your daily gratitude list, something that I think everybody would benefit from. Uh, gratitude turned into action, you know, giving back the gift that was given to you, you know, through reaching out, um, you know, helping out the newcomer, the new, the new people, the people that, you know, you used to feel like just like they did. And you want them to know that, you know, they're not alone. Um, just keep on believing. So I really appreciate you being here, coming and sharing your wisdom and experience, um, sure as mine. thanks for having me. Awesome.
3: Thanks, everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time.